Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, December 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Another shoe could drop in China's ongoing crackdown on technology companies, and U.S. President Joe Biden warned Russian leader Vladimir Putin not to invade Ukraine. Here's the take from our Moscow bureau chief. This isn't Putin trying to signal that he is preparing to invade Ukraine. This is more about demonstrating to Ukraine, but even more importantly, the U.S., that Russia has the capacity to crush Ukraine if it wants to. We'll also talk about the latest moves from activist hedge fund Elliott Management. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Beijing is planning to restrict technology upstarts from using a crucial financial channel that other Chinese technology groups have been using to attract international capital. The FT reports that Chinese authorities are preparing this blacklist, and it would limit the role of foreign shareholders in Chinese tech companies. A new ban would likely apply to startups, not tech companies that currently use the investment tool to run their businesses. They're called Variable Interest Entities, or VIEs. Chinese tech groups like Alibaba and Tencent use VIEs to get around foreign investment restrictions and raise billions of dollars from international investors. Sources said the blacklist could include sectors that use a lot of data or involve national security concerns. And if this sounds familiar, it's because Washington has taken similar measures to restrict Chinese investment in Silicon Valley startups. U.S. President Joe Biden held a two-hour video call with Russian President Vladimir Putin yesterday. This comes amid U.S. concerns that Russia is planning to invade Ukraine. Biden used the call to warn Putin that there would be strong economic measures if he sent troops into Ukraine. Biden's pressuring Germany to block Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. It was built to feed Russian gas into Germany and is still awaiting the green light. The FT's Moscow bureau chief, Max Seddon, has been monitoring the talks from Russia. He says the Kremlin's take on them is that Putin made it clear he wants security guarantees about Russia's red lines. Something that a lot of people in Moscow have told me is this isn't Putin trying to signal that he is preparing to invade Ukraine. This is more about demonstrating to Ukraine, but even more importantly, the U.S., that Russia has the capacity to crush Ukraine if it wants to. And that means that Russia is important and you have to listen to it and talk to it about what it wants uh, on its terms. And for uh, Putin, he's been unusually explicit about this in recent weeks. He says that the West has to respect Russia's red lines. The red lines are no NATO expansion and uh, no deploying weapons systems in countries that border with Russia. And it looks like that the White House is ready to at least talk on this. The Kremlin said in the readout of the call that Biden and Putin had agreed to have future consultations on sensitive issues that that appeared to be referring to this uh, new security architecture for for Europe, which is something that that Putin has wanted for at least 15 years. That could really be what ultimately comes out of this, not an invasion or, or lack thereof, but some sort of broader security talks about some kind of new architecture is what Putin has been pretty public about seeking. Max Seddon is the FT's Moscow bureau chief. The Scottish energy group SSE is battling Elliott Management. Yesterday, the activist hedge fund slammed SSE's plan for a cleaner energy transition and called for sweeping changes. 
Now, SSE is only the latest company to contend with the aggressive activist hedge fund. Elliott is famous for going after corporate boards to maximize shareholder value. Elliott pushed for Twitter's chief executive to leave. It's been involved in the fight over Toshiba's future, and it successfully pushed SoftBank into agreeing to another big share buyback. These are just a few of its victories. To find out more about Elliott, we have our hedge fund correspondent, Lawrence Fletcher, on the line. Hey, Lawrence. Hi, Mark. So, Lawrence, who runs Elliott Management? Who's behind the fund? So, Elliott is headed by and founded by Paul Singer, actually. It was founded in 1977. And this is what he's been doing for pretty much all his career. Uh, he's a billionaire. He's built a huge and very successful fund here, $50 billion uh, in assets and across a, uh, a huge range of strategies as well. Now, how have they become so effective at getting corporate boards to, to do what they want? I think it's a few things. I think, firstly, their size. And so if a, a fund like that buys into you, then you have to sit up uh, and listen. They've also got a reputation for tenacity and some really big scalps as well. And I think that the investment to really point to was their 15-year battle with the government of Argentina, which was sort of an epic tale that ended in them winning and forcing the government to pay out on the defaulted debts. And it's, it's gone down as one of the greatest trades in hedge fund history. So when you're up against that as a corporate uh, CEO, you've, you've got to uh, listen. So Lawrence, when Elliott focuses on increasing shareholder value, does that go hand in hand with strengthening the company? Yes, I think so. And actually, in a recent letter to investors, they talk about sort of how it's become a bit more difficult for activists. So they talk, actually talk about a sort of diminishing number of activists out there where you've got companies that are increasingly focused on uh, stakeholders, a range of stakeholders, and be that sort of employees, be that wider society, be that sort of environmental lobby groups, or whatever. And Elliot really does see its its role as saying, okay, you know, what we've got to do here is make sure this management is held to account, actually, and is delivering what it should be delivering for the owners of the business. You know, Lawrence, it's interesting to hear you say that there are fewer activists out there. You know, I feel like every time I turn around, there's some sort of activist pressuring a board of an oil company or, or something else along those lines. I certainly think Elliot is one of the funds that is leading the way and is helping, uh, you know, show how to, for smaller activists, how they can take on companies. You've had much smaller firms, uh, such as Bluebell Capital, for instance, that's had a lot of success. That's a, a, a fund that's worked with Elliot in the past as well. But I think more generally, we're living in a sort of a really fruitful time for activist funds at the moment. You've got markets um, overall that are, have been buoyant and have been in activists' favour. And you've also had some huge dislocations given the flows into ESG, given the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, so you've had a real, um, some really good opportunities for activists to sort of get stuck into companies and they hope they can create value. Lawrence Fletcher is the FT's hedge fund correspondent. Thanks, Lawrence. Thanks, Mark. And before we go, China's population is aging and shrinking, and the government really wants women to get married and have more babies. The problem is that weddings are really expensive. One study found that the average value of engagement gifts for rural couples, that includes a dowry like cash or housing, has surged to nearly $50,000. It's more than six times the annual household income. 
Now, earlier this year, officials launched a campaign to make marriage more affordable. They came up with suggested gift prices and tried to persuade people that happiness has nothing to do with engagement gifts. But not many people are buying that. Data show that marriage licenses have actually fallen to a 13-year low. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.